The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. Do you like it? you think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to oh, freeze Wait, on. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, stadium's numero uno NBA podcast. Ben Wittenstein. Zach Badgerhouse, and I'm always in the house. Ben, what's happening, player? Ooh, not too much. Uh, getting ready for the holidays. Getting ooh, a little ooh. colder. Watching some more basketball. College NBA basketball all the time. starting. So a lot of hoops. A lot of hoops. A lot of football. Just a lot of sports in general. Oh, yeah. You know, it's getting deep into that football season. But this is all NBA all the time. Baby Points in the Paint podcast. Make sure it you is. subscribe and listen, rate, review. What's give that us number? Good, good comments, you know. And if you want to you wanna give us a hot take, a nice hot take, right, Ben? All they got to do is go 773-273-9088. You can text or you can call. Send those hot oh, those yeah. hot takes in, you know. With it. Or just, you know, you got comments on the podcast, you yeah. know, just let us know. You want to challenge us, us yeah. yell at us, however you want to do it. Just make sure you do that. You can follow Points in the Paint on Twitter and on Facebook at, Paint, at Points Paint and also on Instagram. And make sure you get on that stadium's YouTube account, that YouTube page, and see these lovely faces, Ben. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, you'll see some faces. Uh, <laughs> lovely. A face You've that only a, a mama face. can love. No, yeah, right. A face that a mama could only love. <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> too. <laughs> All right, we have a lot to talk about, though, because there was yes, a lot that went on in the NBA in the past week mm-hmm. or so. We've got Anthony Davis. we got the Celtics. But first, Zach, Devin Booker. Oh, yeah, lights out. Lights 51. Out. 50 burger. Against... My piece. Chicago Bulls. Yeah, 50-piece wing dinner. That's hold rough. the fries. It was a it's little a rough. rough. Look for the old Bulls. <laughs> yeah, but, but but in fairness to Devin Booker, he just flat out put on an incredible performance. You know, if you read Zach Impressive 6 Week 7 this week. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was in there. Wet like a I'm shout out. Yeah, oh, yeah, a little plug because Devin Booker being was balling out. He was flat out unstoppable in that third quarter particularly because, I mean, let me he tell was. you, Ben, he went 10 of 11. In the third, just 10 of 11 in the third quarter alone for 26 points and did not play the fourth, man. He didn't play the fourth quarter. It's ridiculous. That's insane. It is. It truly is. I am very surprised at that, honestly, that uh, he was that good. And we know that he can go off for a ton of points. Oh, yeah. And we know that he can go off whenever he wants. But 51 through three quarters – that's another level. That's impressive is what I'm saying. Of scoring. Oh, yeah. and But then – but see, that he was coming off the 44-point game. Where he went seventeen to twenty eight against the Sacramento Kings, like the beam. You know, we still lighting the beam. They do. But, they were chanting "light the beam, light the beam" at the Kings game. But Wild. Kings messed up. You know, they messed around. They lost the game. You know, yeah. Booker overcame it with the help of DeAndre Aiden. But man, Devin Booker has been in his bag offensively this season, being scoring over 35, 30 points, forty four. Didn't come out, dropped the fifty ball, twenty five in the first half, twenty six in the third, only missing one basket. That's ridiculous. Mm, 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 That's some ridiculous play. So we've got we've got Devin Booker scoring going off. Yep. Another guy out west scoring and going off. Double Anthony nickel. Davis. Mm-hmm. Double and nickel. And listen, we call him Anthony Day Today Davis. We had called him Anthony Day Today Davis on the show. Mm-hmm. Is it time 
Do we apologize? Is this is this an official points in the paint apology time, or do we wait one more week? We can wait one more week, but I will say this: we can remove all the joking nicknames, right? The okay. day-to-day Davis. Now, some people think it's only a matter of time still before he's heard and out of the lineup. But until that happens, being until that comes, we need to just pump the brakes and just appreciate what we've seen out of Anthony Davis, especially out of these last 10 games being, what, what, 34 a game, 15 mm-hmm. rebounds, three blocks, shooting very well, over 50% from the field, shooting his free throws, making his free throws with confidence because at a point in time in the bubble, remember you said AD, bubble AD, yeah. <laughs> he was going, what, 85% from the free throw line. He's absurd. He, he took a step back last season and was not shooting well from the free throw line, but now he's shooting very well, shooting the ball with confidence from Insane. the free throw line, 86%. Over the last 10 games, shooting 40% from three, but he's not taking 40%? as many threes from three. No, he's so not. So that's what's important, yeah. too. Get your big butt down there on the block. 22 <laughs> for 30 on Sunday. Ooh. 22 for 30 from the field. How many rebounds? 5 points, 17 rebounds. On the glass. He had 55 points on Sunday. Friday, he had 44 points. November 30th, he had 27, then 25, then 25 again, then 37. Ooh. I mean, the numbers, they look like Piling them minutes up. played is what they're looking like. Mm. He's even scoring more points than minutes played. So Anthony Davis has been on a tear. Yes. And I, I think I think we take this week, Zach, okay. to start writing up our apology. We'll write it up. Write it up. We'll, we'll think about what we want to say. Okay, that's fair. Make sure it's heartfelt. And we'll see what he does this week. See if he stays healthy. He got some matchups this week, too. He does. Well, I mean, you look at what, what's Cleveland, the Lakers schedule. Some yeah. front court. That's yeah. a nice front court. You know, Evan yeah. Mobley, Jared Allen. Yep. Then they play Philly this week. James Harden returning. So that's going to be an interesting Joel matchup. Joel versus Joel AD. There you go. That's the premier game right there. All right. And we just saw last week AD versus Giannis, both head-to-head matchup, where they both went for 40. Ooh, it was impressive. Yeah. So, all right. We'll write the apology. We'll think about the apology, <laughs> see what he has happens this week, and we may or may not have to officially point in the paint apologize next week. To AD. But he's got one more week. Ooh, one more week. Okay. 55 points isn't enough for us. It ain't. We need a whole week. Damn. We need a whole week more. Are you already going crazy <laughs> the last 10? I don't no, know. Either. I don't know, Ben. Hey, that, that might be a little, Listen, might be a little excessive. I don't we, know. We only demand excellence. 34, here. 15, three blocks, last 10? Great. Can he do it multiple weeks? Can he that, stay healthy for multiple weeks? All right. That's fine. Okay, now you're challenging it. He can stay healthy okay. for two weeks. Okay, Love that's, that's, that's fine. But that's listen, fair. he's called Anthony Day-to-Day Davis for, for a reason. reason. Okay, we're going to remove that tag by the end of the week. Harsh. At least I hope we do. We're a little harsh We're going to record on, on Thursday. We're going to see what's up. <laughs> we're going to see what he what he did. But honestly, he's been awesome to watch. So yes, we'll see. Yeah. That, that Embiid matchup with him is going to be fun. Gonna be, yeah, it's definitely going to be, really be fun. fun. I'm excited for that. Okay, the other big thing that we wanted to talk about in one big thing and I want to say this. The oh. Boston Celtics yeah, go ahead. are Uh-oh. by far. Now you see that. That by far. That that's emphasis right there. You putting some emphasis. Those are some bold two words right there. The best team in the NBA. <laughs> by far the best team in the NBA. Okay. And and we have the stats to back that up. I have the stats to back them up. Yeah. What best offense in the league up to this point historically? Easily. Historically. One, efficiency. In NBA history. What is it? Efficiency points, threes, free throws. Like free everything throws, they're doing. True shooting percentage. Is historic. It's, it's unbelievable, unbelievable for sure. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Stupid. Coach, coach what? what? What's the coach name? Missoula? Mm-hmm. He has stepped in and turned him coach and has done a phenomenal job having his team clicking on the offensive end. Coach they the make threes a game. Definitely coach of the year. That is crazy to be an internal coach. 
and go out there and be a front runner for coach of the year. You just come in as assistant coach thinking you're just going to be the guy sitting on the bench. And now you're the guy calling the shots, calling the plays night in, night out. Joe Mazzulla. So kudos to him. Gave Jason. the uh, verbal middle finger to the royal family, too. Oh, yeah. You see that? That was hilarious. See, that, I thought that was pretty funny because it's like, bro, don't nobody really care being about the royal family. No. William like, and Kate? No. Like, no one no, no <laughs> nobody NBA players going to care. Like, we saw them folks. I'm like, they look like some regular married, yeah. a married couple. They don't look nothing. They look nothing like royal. Look, yeah. They don't look nothing royal. Anything. Look like two royalty. white people. <laughs> two normal white people. <laughs> because the reporter, the reporter asked him, they said, what, what was it like playing in front of the royal family? And he goes... There's only one royal family, and it's Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. That's the only <laughs> royal family Jesus, he knows. Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> it's the only royal family Joe Mazzulla knows. So that was really funny. And he's doing that and coaching the best team in the NBA yep. and historically the best offense in the NBA ever. In, ever, right now. It's absurd. Yeah. Now, if they keep that up, they're going to have something to say for sure for that coach of the year. They I might mean, have to give it to him. Is that going to be the back-to-back in Boston? Uh, Yeah. Because he made one in last year, correct? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Because if mean, he did, that's, that'll be crazy. I mean, back the thing back, is. Two different, two different coaches. So, and that's the interesting thing then. It makes, I mean, obviously coaches have a big impact in the NBA. But right. this roster in, in Boston is built really well. Yeah. Really well. And they're all kind of in their primes now together. They're peaking. The addition Derek of Brogdon White. has been great. Yep. Derek White, Michael Brogdon. See, you know what I really wish? I really wish they had uh, Robert Williams for the defensive side. And I really wish they had that extra three-point sniper in uh, Gallinari. Yeah. Because, you know, he tore his ACL over the summer, you, oh so he God. won't be Could with them imagine? this season. So if they really had him, they'd be firing really on all cylinders on the offensive side, I feel like. It was uh, Tom Thibodeau, by the way, last year, Coach of the Year. Mm, that's unfortunate. Tommy T. That's very Good old Tommy T with the uh, it Knicks. It was really Tom Thibodeau last year who won it? It was uh, Tom Thibodeau in 2020-2021 and Monty Williams. Excuse okay, me. so Monty won it. Okay, I can, I can respect that. Yeah. Monty Williams winning it. That, I respect fair. that. I mean, yeah, that was good. Fair. The Suns were fair. amazing last yeah, year. But maybe this year's that's Joe Mazzulla's to lose at this point. Can you I imagine so. an, an interim head coach? Unless Willie Green might do something. Oh, yeah, the Pelicans. Are yeah, eight will get to them. I mean, you look at these teams that are playing really well right now. Lakers, obviously, because of AD, 8-2 and two in their last 10. Yep. Celtics, because of Missoula, and the team is scoring 65 points in the first <laughs> half a game at home. Just absurd offensive statistics from the Celtics. Yep. Shooting seven, making 17 threes a game, shooting like 43 threes a game. Yep. I mean, the, the, you cannot outshoot the Celtics. They will out three-point shoot you every single game. So they're 8-2 and two over the last 10. And look at that. Little Pelicans action. Little Pelican Eight action. Eight and two in their, Eight last, two their 10. last ten. Yeah. So you know, what I'm saying we gonna see if these, these teams the will be able to you know keep this momentum going throughout the rest of this week and throughout the season. It's pretty impressive. All right, mm-hmm. what's trending? What's going on around the NBA? What's been trending? Shade and Sharp can or jump the out dunk the gym. contest? He can jump out the Got gym. Got those man. legs. I don't know if you saw it, but did you see against the Lakers? Him reach back for the stars. At least that's the name of that piece in the article. Zach Impressive Six, Week Seven. Make sure you check that out. Plug action. Oh you know, yeah, but Shaden Sharp, cock it back, being I'm talking about. I mean, the ball was like yeah. so far back behind him, and for him to jump so high, Shaden Sharp above gravity, defying gravity. Gravity <laughs> so did high. not exist for that it moment. Did not exist for that moment. Reach so far back and slam it home, Ben. I think that was his him entering the group chat for the dunk contest. Right, we need some fresh blood. We need some fresh blood. Oh, we need yeah. some fresh ideas. Portland Trailblazers, Portland Trailblazers rookie Ben. I think he need to go out there and submit his name for the dunk contest because he could jump out the gym. He had a nice dunk in their last contest too against the uh, I forgot who they played the other night, but he had a nice dunk on a fast break, the two hand slam. The boy could jump out the gym. It's rumored. Watch out, watch out for the Blazers. It's a, it's rumored. The 49, he got a 49-inch vertical. Now, he didn't go to the combine. 
He didn't go to the combine bin, but it's rumored that he got a 49-inch vertical, which could Boy, be the best ever in the NBA. That's insane. I mean, they, the Portland Trailblazers, man. They, they got Dame back. Jeremy Grant's hooping. Anthony. Jeremy Grant, Shaden Sharp. This your suddenly boy. no, hold on, your boy now, Anthony Simon. Mm-hmm. He's fun. Yes, he's great. Definitely coming out. Batman, Thirty plus points listen, every other night. He is athletic as hell. Yep, talented as hell. Yep. That man though needs to start getting his IQ, NBA IQ points up a little bit more. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so what you see? Some, there were some moments late in the game where mm-hmm. this team was down. He just made some baffling decisions. <laughs> I love the guy. I think he's one of the better young NBA players mm-hmm. and one of the most talented guys in the league. But and I think this will happen as he gets older. But you must have made a bet. Situational You must have made a bet. I may have made a bet on the Portland Trailblazers. It may have been possible. Yeah. But still, <laughs> what I'm saying is true here. Okay. What I'm saying is true. Situational awareness, a little bit better. But that's the only complaint I have. The only complaint. He's great. Okay, Jeremy Love Grant been hooping. Shaden Sharp for the dunk contest. Yeah, All right, go, okay. you know, go like Trailblazers, go. Yeah, like, <laughs> rip city, rip city. Listen, we talked about the thing is too about the Portland Trailblazers. Is we were like, what was it, two weeks ago? Can they maintain what they were doing to start the season? Being it's been somewhat in the sustainable. And yeah, right now, I mean, they faltered a little bit. They're three and seven over the last ten, but they haven't had Dame. They haven't had a healthy Dame Lillard. They need a healthy Dame Lillard. There's still two games above 500. Jeremy Grant stepping in in the place of Damon Lillard to take take on that number one option role. He's been out there playing extremely well. I think I saw a stat via StatMuse where I believe Jeremy Grant's averaging more points than a few elite guys in the NBA so far. It's a great spot for him. You know, that's a great company to be in. I think it's like the likes of guys like Paul George, the guys like Trey Trey Young, you know, Notable names like yeah. that. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard don't play, so we can't include him. Right. <laughs> right. That guy needs to play. He needs to play. Um, but, I mean, you look at the teams that we looked back on two weeks ago and were like, how can they maintain this? The Kings have done great, 7-3 and three over the last 10. Nice. Blazers faltering, 3-7 and seven over the last 10. And the Jazz, 4-6 and six over the last 10. Right. So they're still in the playoff mix. I think they will remain in the playoff mix, but – the, the hot start for the Jazz and the Trailblazers have cooled a little bit, and it makes sense for the Trailblazers because of that Dame injury, but we'll, we'll have to see. Time will tell if the Jazz can Only time will tell. Or if they just uh, if they just want to go and go full-on tank. No, I Certainly got a question possible. for you, bro. All right, what's the question? I just got a question for you, All my right. man. What's up with the Chicago Bulls? Now, you got to let the people know what's going on because I believe they lost like three straight, and it's been a real roller coaster for the Chicago Bulls this season. What's going on? I don't know. I I I really don't know because <laughs> you look on Bulls Twitter, yeah, and people are thinking the sky's falling. You have people thinking the Bulls are going to be tanking or want the Bulls to tank. You have another that says tanking is just not even worth it because they don't have a lot of draft picks and they have to be top four in next year's draft to to get their pick or else it goes with Magic. So there's a lot of issues that the Bulls have right now. They don't have a lot of future draft picks. They're stuck with a big contract with Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do with DeMar, and they don't know what to do with Vucevic. <laughs> so there is a lot of issues in Bulls land. Colby White's hasn't really improved that much. He's kind of what the Bulls fans have expected for the last year or so. He's been good. I mean, he's a scorer. The guy can score, but can he do it consistently? And that's really the only thing he can do. Io's kind of faltered a little bit. It's just... There's not a lot right going on in <laughs> Chicago right now, and there's really not an easy way for them to get out of it. They've backed themselves into a corner with no picks, bad contracts, and old guys who, you know, who who wants DeMar DeRozan right now for a really good price that's worth it to the Bulls? 
who wants Vucevic at a good price that's worth it to the Bulls? So maybe they'll find a team that's willing to take them and they'll, and they'll have a good offer, but the Bulls are not in a good position to negotiate. That's the other thing. <laughs> They're just not in a good position either way. So there is a lot of issues with this team. They are not going to compete for a playoff spot, let alone maybe compete for a playing spot. Y'all heard <laughs> that's, that's, my best that's my best impression of a violin. But being I gotta I gotta at least They're just bad. They're I gotta bad. I gotta brighten it it's up a little team. bit. Like in fairness to them, they desperately need Lonzo back. Like desperately need him. Because they can't guard anyone on the perimeter right now, the Chicago Bulls. Any given night, you never know what you'll get out of Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Right. Now you know it, but it's really more so. Yeah, Zach hasn't been as good either. It's, yeah, it's been more so a consistent thing with Zach Levine as opposed to DeRozan. Now, I got to come to the defense on DeMar DeRozan because I feel like for the most part this season, he's done his due diligence in terms of production-wise, you know what I'm saying, making sure he's held himself accountable. Now, I think yeah. the other guys for the most part, like you mentioned Vucevic. Now, a lot of people, a lot of Chicago Bulls fans, they kind of be ragging. I don't really like how y'all, y'all be kind of ragging on Vucevic. And I don't really think he deserve you know, that much really? criticism. Yeah, he's because it's like he get he's gonna, what tier of big men are we putting him in in order for the, the criticism to to like really be necessary. Sure. So like if he's a tier three center or big man, however you want to describe it, then okay, I don't think the the criticism sh- should be warranted if he's a tier three guy. But if you believe that Vucevic is a tier two or can be a possible tier one, then I can understand where the criticism can come from. Being Fair. B- because it's like, okay, the 17 and like eight or nine in a, in a league where it ain't really too many good bigs, like you probably, and he's probably in that category, Vucevic with like JV, Jonas Valanciunas, DeAndre Ayton, who we'll probably talk about later. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, you know, those kind of centers where he's not necessarily super, but he's not Isaiah Stewart. Like, that's below the tier, right? That's like tier four in terms of, like, bigs in the league, uh, uh, Mitchell Robinson. Like, he's better than those guys. But is he better than a Jokic, or is he up there with a Jokic or an Embiid? Or, nah. No. I don't, but I think I, that's I think okay, right. though. No, I think you're 100% right on that. Maybe the expectations for him are a little too high. <laughs> and I think the problem is, too, is people expect him to be a better three-point shooter than he sometimes is. Okay, that's fair. He's shooting 34, 34% from three, looks like. But there are games, you know, he's had a one for seven game. That's he bad. He had no for four games. So that's bad. That is he bad. can hit the three, but it's just sometimes inconsistent. And he does take a good chunk of threes. He'll take anywhere between three and seven or eight a game. So he'll take his three-point shots, and there are times where he just won't look good doing it. Right. But I agree. I don't know 100% what Bulls fans expect out of him. Maybe I expected a little too much out of him. Maybe he just doesn't fit within the way this team plays offense. I mean, that the paint's pretty clogged. Zach Levine is Zach not, Levine got he's not a three-point shooter. DeMar DeRozan off the midi. De- DeMar DeRozan is that mid-range <laughs> Yeah, offering. he off the midi. So. so you'd expect Vucevic to be out on the outside, be that stretch five that they think works for their offense. I don't think that's the way that he plays naturally. So okay. there are a lot of issues, I think, with the way this team is built. And the way they operate, okay, and the fact that they don't have assets like trade or like uh, draft picks, and they don't really have a good trade bait. I mean, honestly, if we're being honest with ourselves, their best trade bait right now is Alex Caruso. <laughs> he is the player that most teams are going to be interested in, in my opinion. And it seems like that's the way the reporting is going. Is if they were to trade Alex Caruso, that would garner the most interest. That's unfortunate because they kind of need him. 
especially with no Lonzo ball. Like, yeah. You gotta, <laughs> I mean, Lonzo's done. Lonzo's done. That's you got to have some form of perimeter defense out there. You know, do, uh, Io, he's doing the best he can. Sure. You don't really expect too much on the defensive side from Kobe White. Mm-hmm. So that's when Alex Crusoe is the guy that steps up for them. So it would be unfortunate if he was on the trade block, Alex Crusoe, for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see what direction the Bulls go into because – it's not looking good for Lonzo. He he seemed to me kind of that key piece for this mm-hmm. Bulls team. Right. He's not going to make him a contender by himself, but Tough. he's certainly going to elevate their play and elevate everyone's play around him. But his knee just might be completely done, and who knows if he's going to come back. It doesn't sound like he's making any improvements At in his all? rehab whatsoever. Yeah, it's been an unfortunate two it's years. It's not good. Yeah, so not, not, not good in Bulls land. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right now, Zach. okay. You know what also isn't good though. Speaking of transitions, Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. What's yeah. going? On, what's going on there? There's reports from Ron Shams talking about how uh, a little trouble in paradise between him and head coach yeah, Nate Atlanta. McMillan. Yeah, and they were fighting, and Trey Young missed a game because Nate McMillan said either you're coming off the bench or don't come to the game at all, and he didn't come to the game at all. And <laughs> people were talking about is there a rift between Trey Young and his coach? And it sounds like there is a little bit, but maybe people are making too big of a deal out of it. You can make a. On a scale of one to ten, this on a serious note, this is probably about a seven. Okay, probably say about a seven being because this is how this is how I break it down. This is how I look at the position. So Nate McMillan's out here giving him an ultimatum. So you're either gonna a you're either gonna play, come off the bench, or yep. b not play at all because Trey Young refused to go through shoot around because he wanted to rehab his shoulder. Now, Ben, let me ask you a question. Okay. Does it make any sense logically? Just hearing, just hearing these words right here. Does it make sense if my shoulder needs rehab and I need treatment on my shoulder? You shoot the basketball with your arms, right? Last time I checked, like, well, you you know what I'm saying. You use your hands. You shoot, with, you know what I'm saying. You got yeah, your arms. Sure. And all that. So if I need to rehab my shoulder, being okay. why would I go through shoot around shooting the basketball, using my arms, moving my shoulders around in that sort of fashion? when I could be getting treatment, so then I could be game-time decision. Right. GTD and possibly come off the bench as opposed to not playing at all because my coach is challenging me, giving me an ultimatum about my health and my body like he knows my body. That is weird. That's a weird move to make, especially with a star player, let alone any player, but your star player. That's a weird move Very for, weird. for McMillan to be making. So I, I, I'm wondering if this is going to cause any issues. I mean, it's not like the Hawks are a bad team. Right. It's not like people, right. you know, sometimes losing fuels people's anger. But it's they're fourth in the East. They uh, are. 13 and 10. They're not, yeah, they're not a bad. terrible team. They're mm-hmm. going to make the playoffs probably as long as nothing goes like, terribly wrong. But right. So it's a, it's a little weird for this to be happening for a team that's been relatively successful this season. So something's really got to be an issue between those two. And you would hope because they're both professional they figure it out. But you never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, so we'll have to monitor that one. Three right, on three. three. Little three yeah, on three. Yeah, little three on three. I think it's the second time we've done this segment. Mm, so we're doing a cut, three. start, bench. Cut, what we're doing? start, and bench. And I, I want to challenge you because I, I can. I think I know where you're gonna go with this. 
Okay. But I don't know. I don't know who you're going to cut. But between <laughs> Anthony Davis, Jokic, and jo- Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid, Ben, you got you to gotta cut one, start one, and bench one. Ben, I'm putting the spotlight on you, player. Who are you going to do? Who are you going to cut? Who are you going to start? Who are you going to bench? I am not going to let recency bias oh. cloud my judgment. Oh. AD, oh. go to the bench. That's crazy. He's going to the bench, <laughs> Anthony Davis. Show me you can stay healthy. I was like, season. right now, though, you got to cut start and no. bench right now. I'm not, I'm not going to be blinded. <laughs> I'm not going to be blinded by the 55-17 performance by Anthony Davis. Oh, okay. great. Not, great, not he's the, playing well. Not the 40-point. Great. Okay. Do it for an entire season, AD. Not the last be, 10 games. Be there for your team. 34, 15, Stay three healthy. blocks. Stay healthy. Okay. Be there for your team, AD. <laughs> I am not fully sold on this. Maybe right. another week. Again, the apology might be coming next week, All Anthony right. Davis, from this very podcast. But give it another week. I'm going to I'm gonna cut Anthony Davis. Excuse me. Cut okay. Anthony So you're Davis. cutting AD. Ooh. Going to the bench, cutting him. And beat off the bench, Jokic is going to be the I knew starter. the starter. I knew y'all. I, I just didn't know what you was going to do with Joel. <laughs> you know why? He's got the highest usage out of all these guys. He's, <laughs> his team is terrible. You look at the on-off numbers between Jokic and the Nuggets when he's not playing versus when he plays. Oh, my God. It's like a, D, it's like a G League team versus an NBA team when he's on and off the court. There. Okay. He has – I think Jokic is more versatile than Embiid. Embiid will give you 50 burgers night in and night out. Yep. He can do that. Yep. Jokic won't. He's not going to get you 50 points in a mm-hmm. game. But he'll give you the passing, and he'll give you kind of the sneaky good defense at times. Embiid's a better defender, of course. But Jokic will give you the sneaky good defense. I like the playmaking ability of Jokic. He, he gives you so many more off- options offensively to do. Give me Jokic starting. Embiid <laughs> off the bench. I knew you come see, at me. See, I knew you come see, at me. I, so it's so funny because I knew you was gonna start with. I knew you started Nikola Jokic like off top. Like, have to. I do. I knew. I, I knew you He's was gonna my do little that. Chunky boy. But the other two, Joel and B and Anthony Davis, I wasn't sure whether that you were gonna do in terms of cutting and benching. Now, if you know me, <laughs> and the fact that never will I ever. Your boy done sold the bag, Nikola Jokic. <laughs> you know I gotta cut him first and no. foremost. <laughs> gotta cut my gotta cut dog. So you're riding with AD. I might have you, to this roll last week no, and a half. You know you fine. said listen, you know you said the recency bias, right? I might be rolling recency bias because I'm starting AD oh, for no. sure so right now. You're I'm starting today, right now. I'm starting Anthony Davis. Oh, no. 55, 17, 40 burger against Giannis. The match to 40 from Giannis and secure the win on the road. Look, I know you said recency bias. But, Open your eyes. <laughs> but I got to roll with my man's AD start. And then Joel right. got to come off the bench because Joel coming off injury. And that's that's the that's the formality of it right now. Nah, and then right. I got I got a little proof to back it up now. You know, the Denver Nuggets, they balling. You know, they third. They third right now. So I can give them that. Philly, they've been struggling a little bit. They kind of getting back on the winning side for the most part. But they kind of lost two in a row. So we got to see what happens. And they just got they got Joel. They just got Joel back. So we're going to see what happens being. But AD, and you see AD out there. You see what he's doing. You see they eight and two. I know you said it. I know you said it. Let's see the consistency bias, through the you season. See some consistency Let's see it. <laughs> Let's see if AD can be bubble AD, not in the bubble for multiple weeks. I want to see that. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, what are you not doing anymore? Never will I ever. You are never doing what? Been to watch the, Listen, Ava. 
I don't know what's going on, Ava Wallace, Washington Post. I know you cover the Washington Wizards, but I don't know what's going on with it. We might have to bring you back on the podcast to figure out what is happening with this team, Ben, because they're tanking for a pick. <laughs> I don't understand it. But I, I well, Bradley Bill got hurt in their last game. I saw the opening minutes. Yes. But before that, this earlier this past week, they were playing the Charlotte Hornets. They were even favored, I believe, minus three. I said, Oh yeah, they can yeah. be able, they can beat them. There's no Lamelo Ball for the yep. Charlotte Hornets, so they should be able to beat them. No, sorry, they go out there. They not only didn't cover and not win the game, they got the door, the doors blown off. Doors flat out blown off, being oh, I was no. so mad. You know, they messing up the parlay. You they know, the par- it was only you a little three. Th- if it you was, mess the parlay up. And it was only a little three-legger. Bye-bye. The Lakers covered. They did yep. what they were supposed to do. The Nets had ended up covering. They did what they were supposed to do. It's just that one last leg, B. It's always, it's always the Wizards. It's always the Wiz. Yeah, Let they're getting down, down to Bulls territory. They are getting down in Bulls territory. They're a game and a half over the Bulls. That's and, it. Game and, and a half. Then they struggling, too, being because it's like, okay, you guys are not going to have Bradley Beal for the formality of future probably at least two weeks. So in these next two weeks is going to be crucial for the Wizards' season, whether or not they're going to be tanking for Victor Wimbanyama or yeah. trying to get into that play-in scenario. So we going to see. They have to make a decision soon. <laughs> they do got to make a decision. Uh, on the hotline, again, give us a call. Give us a text, 773-273-9088. Also, uh, we're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Leave some comments. Everywhere. Put them on, put them on the pod. Newsom in Detroit says it's what time say? to start talking about Big Z. I don't think he's talking about me. Or you Carlos Zambrano. I don't think he's talking about me. <laughs> I think he's talking about Zion. Yeah, I think he's talking about Big Zion. It's the only sure. Big Z I can the think of. The only Big Z I can think of, uh, too. Yeah, I mean, we talk about him a lot. Maybe we could talk about him more. Yeah. The Pelicans have been Which playing Which is probably great. the league, too, just in general. He's yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah. Too, from like a whole, like a media national standpoint. Probably needed, people need to put some Which respect is kind on of, that team. It's weird, right? Because this guy came in as like the next LeBron. Yep. Gets hurt. As guys in and out of games, in and out of games, season, and then people just kind of forgot people. The the hype around him, yeah. I think the injury. Obama was at his game at Duke. That's how big this guy was. You got the president of the United States coming to your college games. College game, and now he's kind of an afterthought. And it's kind of sad because he's been balling, playing extremely well, averaging twenty three and seven on the year, probably shooting over fifty percent. Yep, shooting close to sixty percent from the field. He's playing stellar. I think the last probably what three or four games for uh, for Zion, he's had over thirty, getting getting boards on the glass, and on top of that, jumping out the gym. Definitely on the fast break, playing with aggressiveness, playing hard on defense. Because that was one of the yeah. that was one of the things too. And the question marks for them was like, will he be durable on the defensive side right. of the ball? Can he, can he play defense? Can he play defense? And he's been able to do that so far, being throughout. That's good with the absence of some of their best players. I think CJ's been out the lineup the last few games, and then you see what Jose Alvarado go out there and do. And you know what's funny? Whenever Jose Alvarado has a good game, he always credits Zion. Because he always says that Zion gives him that confidence to go out there and be great. That's yeah. I mean, he's he's a good player, and I we could good leader devote more like time too. talking to Zion more. I think that's <laughs> who would have thought we'd be saying this. We need to talk about Zion more after the last couple of years. But man, it's impressive that he's now healthy and he's playing 18 games played this season, 32 minutes a game. I mean, he looks like a normal NBA player and. People just well, don't talk. Maybe it's because he's in New Orleans. I mean, if this guy was on the Knicks, you'd hear about him every single every night. Every day. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just the the market that he's in. And, you know, they may have another Anthony Davis issue where <laughs> Zion's Tough like, I, go. I need to go somewhere bigger. Tough I need to get crowd. the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Whitfield in Michigan. Why can't Aiton be a top big in the NBA? I thought that was a fair question. 
That was a fair question, I thought. What so do you think? Here's, here's, here's my kind of question on this. So does Whitfield mean why don't people consider him a top big or – is it more? Is it possible for Aiton to become a top? I think big? it's more so. Is it is it possible for him to be in that? Remember that tier it we talked be. about? Like, yeah. could he really be a tier one big in this league? Now, you look at his counterparts. They didn't play the same position, but if you look at his counterparts that he came in with in terms of that draft class, I believe it's twenty seventeen, with uh, with DeAndre Aiton being a number one pick, and then obviously Luka Doncic is in the mix and Trey Young. Those were like the three premier guys in that draft that we look back on and say, okay, well, like, who won the draft or who were successful, this, that, and the third. Now, you look, okay, Luka, baller, all-star, number one option, all that. Trey Young, same thing. But DeAndre Ayton, he's out there in Phoenix. He's a big man. This isn't a big man's game. And he's probably, what, the third option right now, currently, without Chris Paul in the lineup? Mm -hmm. He's probably the third option after Mikael Bridges. Every other night, give or take, but I can think in this recent game, and I think that's why this question got proposed, is that he had like a 25-point game, like 10-plus rebounds. And so when you have a game like that, and he's had other games like that recently too as well over the course of the last two, three games being, I think that question can be presented. Can he be one of those guys, the Joel Embiid's, the, the Nikola Jokic's of the world, the Anthony Davis's of the world? Because what tier is he in right now, if you ask that question? Where does he fit? Is he in the Bams? Is he in the Yurkiches? Is he in the Vucevic? Like, where does he fit in terms of ranks? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point. I'm looking down. I kind of sorted all these, you know, points per game by centers on this on the NBA.com website. Aiton's 11th in points per game See? in centers. Mm-hmm. You got people like Miles Turner ahead of him. Bam out of bios ahead of him. Um, and that tripped me Miles out because Turner. Bam Adebayo averages 21 and 9 points as of this recording, Ben. Yeah. I was so surprised by that because the eye test will tell you it don't really look like he's giving you that offensive spark, Bam Adebayo. Right. And it's weird that he's up there. I when I looked yeah, at that, you I'm probably like, were surprised, you know right? I, I looked immediately to games played, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's a small sample size. Yeah. I get Bam been out a lot. No. no. He's normal. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of weird. But I think that's a pro- just points per game. 11th in points per game among centers. Right. That's kind of how we view Aiton. He's he's just outside that top ten of centers, you know, and, and he's he's someone who has the ability, I think, to be in that top ten of centers. Mm-hmm. But there's just you watch him play, and you're like, there's he's just not making that extra step to be dominant. Okay, like you you you're a big eye test guy. You can see a guy and be like dominant. You can watch Luca play dominant. You watch LeBron in his prime dominant. When you watch DeAndre Ayton play, how often do you say dominant? I don't, and I think that's what's like that's what's what's rough about it. Being is that I don't never, never really say it, but then I also say this though. Being sometimes I sit there and I watch Phoenix Suns and watch them games. Being I sit there and I just wonder and I think to myself like, why don't they give this man the ball more? Like, I right. think that plays a role in it too. Sometimes like he just needs some touches. Like you go check that box score in his last game where he scored at twenty five points. He had sixteen attempts. Mm-hmm. Now, I think on, a, on a, any given night, he should have 10-plus attempts. There's no excuse. Right. There's no excuse. He goes 7 for 10, that's 14 points. You get a couple and ones that's like 18. So there's no right. excuse. That's, there's no excuse. 20 and 10 guy. There you go. And you, you match it out, you round it out, you end up getting like 20 points a game, 10 boards, 12 boards. That can put you in that conversation to be maybe not necessarily a Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic or Giannis Antetokounmpo, but it does put you in the conversation of other guys like Yurkic, like a uh, – 
Jonas Valanciunas, you know, other guys in the league who make impacts for their team respectfully. So I think if he could just continue that production on the offensive side, demand the ball. I think he has to start demanding the ball. Put your hand up my, on the my, block. My. Say, I need to rock, Devin. I know you're going crazy with the 50s and the 40s, but yeah. I need to eat too, B. I need to tell folks that I this contract is worth it, and I really want to be here in Phoenix under Monty Williams. Yeah, no, 100%. I think you're right. I think that, that comes with he just needs to be a little more selfish. And he needs, yeah. to, he needs to really use his stature and his ability to become more dominant night in and night out. Then then maybe he can be a top guy in the NBA. But he's definitely not tier one. Exactly. And he's probably in the bottom end of tier two. So, like, who are you he, taking? Sabonis? Vooch, Vooch, like, if we're talking about Vooch, Vooch, I would take DeAndre over Vooch. Nice. Of course. Um, what about Sabonis? I had to throw that name out there. Are you taking Sabonis or are you taking Aiden? Ooh. I might. Take, I think that depends on the type of team surrounding him. I'm, I still, like, just blank sheet, I might have to take Sabonis. Yeah. Might have to. Yeah. Sabonis is up there. 100% I think he's up there. Um, you know, like you see guys like – I mean, you see some of these lists. I mean, the, the top tier is Jokic and Embiid, of right. course. Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Anthony Davis. Yeah. Uh, Bam Centers. Yeah, I don't even know if I consider Giannis a center. but Yeah, he's just like a big – That's just he's, he's tall, there. he's dominant yeah, in the right. paint. So I just consider him a big just in general. But, like, you see these names we just ran off. I feel like Aiden can be in that conversation. Like, he can be he just can. as good as a yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is probably the best tier two big yep. in the NBA. Yep. Like, he's probably right. He's probably the first one in line after the NBs and the Jokic's of the world. Like, right after that, you probably can go Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Just strictly for the offensive Julius side. Randall. Julius Randall. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. probably forward, tier. Yeah, he's probably more power forward. And that's probably that tier three yeah. conversation we talked about, too, where, like, Aiton's probably in the mixture between two and three, but he could probably be on the high end of two and can be pushing himself towards that one. He's still young, too, though. Aiden's only probably like 21, 22 years old, man. Yeah. So he got still plenty more time to really improve that game and be in that ca- that caliber player, be that yeah. caliber player. It's an interesting question. I like it. I like it, though. I mean, I think DeAndre Aiton needs a little bit more attention, but I think he also needs to, needs to be more aggressive with, yeah. him, with himself, the way he plays, for yeah. sure. So thank you, Whitfield. You know, we appreciate that. And also Newsom, too, in Detroit for Big Z, Big Zion. Oh, yeah, we see him out there hooping with the back-to-back 30 games and, you know what I'm saying, Don't doing his worry. thing and giving, giving his teammates confidence, Jose Alvarado. So we feeling that. We appreciate that. And if you, you know, the listener, if you got a hot take or if you have a question that you want to present to us, 773-273-9088, you can hit us up on our on our Twitter feeds too as well. Zach Bowser House Ben Winston, respectfully, of course. And that's gonna conclude this edition of Points in the Pain Podcast presented by Stadium. Make sure you go to Stadium's YouTube channel and check out these lovely faces. Remember being these lovely faces. 